So like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try remember New Year's as best I can as I sip from this is what an awesome dad looks like mug. I'm gonna get this sip on the audio. Hang on. <laughs> That's good coffee going down the wrong pipe. Okay. Um Jesus. Okay. So my fun the first fun thing about New Year's is that New Year that like a uh, fireworks ban did not fucking work at all. Oh no, uh, not in at Berlin. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I uh, uh was anyone expecting it? The thing that was the most fucked up about that is that um, I don't know if you guys saw on like Berlin local news, but the police were going. First off, they brought in like the Bundespolizei, and they brought in which for like people who don't know is the like federal police of Germany, yeah. like, like the National Guard, and then they also brought in the um, like they brought in police from like every state to help out with yeah Brandenburg know, police came and stuff yeah like yeah. apparently like I also saw last night like a like police from like Rheinland Pfalz which is <laughs> very distant um, and a police from NRV came you know every 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 part of part of you know the the Bundesrepublik Deutschland came and I love it I love that we find out the super spreader event on New Year's was actually because we brought all the cops to one place <laughs> I mean that is like that like like that like G20 thing of like the cops um like party like the Berlin cops at G20 in Hamburg or whatever like partying too hard or mm. some shit is that the had... only holiday they could have this year because of the fucking restrictions? Oh, no, that was like how many years ago? Like no, but like this, them oh. coming to Berlin. Yeah, for yeah, New yeah. Year's. But um, no, like they were doing like raids of like Spätis in Neukölln and Kreuzberg, um, for possession of fireworks and shit like that. Like it was insane. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, we love our police state, our law enforcement. <laughs> oh, just so that, gross. Like, Without giving away too much where I live, I can see, like, I can see the only hill in Berlin from, like, one of my windows, which is a park called Humboldtheim, which is this, like, forested public park that used to be a Nazi base, I guess. And all the fireworks were coming from there. And I guess the logic that, like, me and my wife determined was that's the only place you could set off fireworks. And if the cops come, you probably could get away. Like you could run away because there's no lights on. You that also have a very well. defensible position. Yes, exactly. Hence why I've got the high ground, Palatine. Yeah, hence why Abbot Speer uh, 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 built that exactly there. Yeah, right. But then, um, but then we heard like very quickly into the night we heard the helicopters come. So that I think that was a uh, slightly fucked as a plan. Um, yeah, it didn't work. I think the only thing that was like done to the benefit was. Because everyone who was throwing off fireworks, in, as per usual in Berlin, set them all off at like, I don't know, as soon as it got dark at four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the day before. Yeah. So, like it normally is like the day before some people start. And they're like, yo, it's the hmm. 30th. I'm I'm going ham. And I'm just going to exactly. chuck fireworks for three days straight going on a firework bender. They're still, they're still throwing some in my neighborhood now. Yeah, but like, exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't... I'm not some of those people who don't like Sylvester. I kind of like it. I kind of think it's cool that there's like these two purge days in Berlin, like this and first of May. But like the, I just I just love the hubris of thinking they could actually fucking ban this from going ahead. That's what I find funny. Yeah, we all, they also ban people from going to Poland too. Remember, like you could not go to Poland <laughs> yes. to get fireworks. <laughs> Which but the border to Poland was already closed anyway because of Corona. So it's like the 
But, but they didn't they didn't ban people from Brandenburg to go to Poland. They only banned Berliners. <laughs> yeah, as well. I know. How do you enforce that exactly? Yeah. It's like all you need is like one mate in Brandenburg and you're probably sorted. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! Happy New Year! Welcome to your uh, weekly Corner Spatey, first Corner Spatey of 2021. Uh, it is uh, myself, Nick, joined with Kieran. Yo! And Rob. Yellow. And, uh, yeah, uh, um, we uh, uh, didn't have an episode last week technically so uh, you know no. merry christmas happy new year happy all holidays to to you know everyone mm-hmm. um happy kwanzaa the happy kwanzaa exactly uh the most important holiday though which is um you know he did it our boy um santa claus aka <laughs> boris johnson gave us the present that everyone has been wanting for the past four years which is maybe the shittiest brexit deal that could have ever existed <laughs> Mm. So okay, I take that back. Um, it, it, knowing twenty twenty, everything could have been been maybe worse. But it was on your wish list, and Boris Johnson pretended it was a surprise, as if this yeah. isn't exactly what you asked for months yeah, ago. And yeah, and also not that they absolutely had to get this done, or else it would have defaulted to pretty much, I think, the same deal that they had. Uh, it would have defaulted to World Trade Organization rules, which would have been fucking chaos um namely in france and like probably everywhere but more so the uk like a shit ton of businesses a shit ton of businesses would have got out of business because like suddenly half of their like market was like 20 percent more expensive or something um yeah I, I i can go quickly into this or some of the like fun points uh about this deal i mean there's no fun points as rob correctly said off mic uh, this is Boris basically a- agreeing to the deal that had always been present, um, including like under Theresa May's like premiership or whatever. This is not like a startlingly new deal. If you'd asked like some EU wa- law wonk to like imagine what the deal would look like in 2017, they probably would have given you the rough outline of this deal. Um the thing I do find genuinely interesting, though, is how this deal basically destroys Boris's and, like, that wing of the Conservatives' plans for Brexit. And uh, this is done in, like, two uh, two kind of major parts of this deal that are both referred to as the level playing field. Um, or kind of sometimes also being referred to in press as non-regression standards. So or non-regression clauses. Basically, a big part of the deal and what was being discussed for the last couple of months is the UK and the EU trying to prevent like a race to the bottom between the two of them, which was 100% the UK like under Boris Johnson's plan for how you would make Brexit work. Is like, we're going to cut a bunch of red tape and standards so that we're like competitive in the global space because it's insane now it's, like, yeah to make to make the uk and particularly london just uh more of a playground for like the wealthy saudis and russians who are just like yeah. flooding it with you know making it unlivable as it already was with them a part of the european union but just kind of like fair game for yeah i mean 
yeah, typical just like deregulation bullshit. Like that was it, always the, the plan of Brexit, like too, which is like the thing that's always so funny about it is that then when you see these just dumb fucking videos of being like, oh, well, I didn't know that Brexit was going to be not lose my job. And it's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> the like, eels. Yeah, the fucking eels guy. That, yeah, like like uh, like Milo <laughs> retweeted or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it genuinely is shit that then, like, like I, I think that there's, uh, like, I mean, obviously with, uh, I don't even, I don't know if we like know if we like discussed it or ever. Like, there are fair points about like any country leaving the European Union, obviously. And just, yeah, there was an uh, entire like Lexish campaign, yeah. quote unquote campaign within the UK, but that was always like farcical because the people holding the keys, uh, like the the holding the levers of power in the UK, did not want to do like, oh, finally we're free of the like growth and stability pact now we can start like investing heavily in trains or something that was never the plan yeah no no (laughs) it's yeah um and it's i also kind of forgot too because this has been going on since yeah you know what 2016 20 when was yeah the the referendum was 2016 and um just like all the like weird bullshit that was surrounding it of like um you know the 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 bus going around being that then like we can invest more money in the NHS like all that mm. like like all of the grifting done by the um yeah by by people like you know Nigel Farage who like already had like like I mean regardless of, like the racism that was behind it he's going to benefit too because he's just like a finance dude at the same time as well yeah he's an asset and, trader yeah so. Like just it really is it really is amazing how then how many people just got fucking cucked into this thing and at the end of the day it just is like yeah, I don't know. Like it really is this kind of this kind of I don't even like I it's kinda like I feel bad for them, but I don't at the same time. I don't know. Like Yeah. So like the Tory kind of think tanks are already basically you know, here we are, basically day zero of um, like Brexit Britain. Um, well, day two, I guess. The no, yesterday doesn't already... count. Yesterday's not a real day. Like... Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Everyone was hungover. We're all tired. No one, no one did anything. Yeah. Day day one of Brexit. Here we are, the second of January. Um, the Tory think-, think tanks have already basically figured out that, like, yeah, everything we've been talking about in terms of Brexit Britain is not going to work with this deal uh namely due to the non-regression clauses because yeah we can't cut like labor standards they also talked about the fact that like now since the 2019 election there's this like the tory working person vote so they're not really going to go after the eu's working time directive uh which is the thing that like you know please uh limit people's working hours don't treat them like garbage Here's the like. Here's the floor of EU labor standards. Um, which, if I understand correctly, in the UK, you can kind of just like sign that away with a contract anyway. But still, um, they're not going to go after that because they don't want to be seen doing that. Um, so it's now interesting to see what the Tory strategy is, and I want to, I want to, I want to hit some of them with you, right? Uh, and kind of, I think this illustrates kind of how like cocked the uk is in this whole deal um the first symbolic thing actually of how cooked they were is brexit went into effect on midnight uh january 1st central european, european time, time. Yes. yeah there we go there we go <laughs> good start fucking right 
You're still... So it came into a... It came into effect 11 p.m. Yeah. in the UK. Still beholden yeah. to goddess Europa. Yeah. Well, yeah, Hitler's greatest legacy was changing everyone's fucking time zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also yeah. slight to Portugal, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is one of my favorite things of, like, Franco is Spain. Uh, favorite, yeah, yeah. My, my list of favorite things about Franco is Spain. The, the things I find funny is that then... They change their time to Germany just because it's like, oh, like they're cool and fascist, and it's kind of like fucked up a lot of stuff in Spain for a while. Oh, definitely as yeah. well. France also. Yeah, France used to be on Western European time as well until they were occupied. Hey, everybody, yeah. uh, when I'm dictator, I'm going to make it 5 p.m. all day, every day. <laughs> Vote for me. Make it's it quitting Miller time. time all day, every day. <laughs> this clock just has 12 Miller times written on it. <laughs> This is inscrutable. Yeah. Um, Miller Lite, give me money and beer. But no, you know, actually, don't. I'm not trying. I'm trying to have a couple of weeks of not drinking here. Well, like, when I run my like fascist dictatorship of Miller time all the time, technically all the trains will run on time because they all arrive and depart at Miller time. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so some of the things that like they've planned to do is. Um, they want to like become, uh, you know, they're raising standards of animal welfare in the UK, um, which is like they, they're basically going to make import and export of live animals illegal in the UK. Um, they have to be dead first, basically. So, you know, you can still send meat, but you can't send. Oh, wait, cow. what? The uh, Denmark is sending the UK four million dead mink. <laughs> Brexit and Brady. It's mink all time. It's Miller time all the time, but it's also time for mink. A great pairing with Miller. Um, okay. So yeah, just lounging a thing, in but... a mink coat, drinking a fucking Miller Light. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and having like my new diet of like so much fucking lamb. Um, they make a lot of lamb in the UK. Then the next thing is, um, so that's like a little piecemeal thing. But the other one was uh, Rishi Sunak, who I believe is finance, a chancellor of the exchequer in this government, but don't quote me on that. Rishi Sunak has a, uh, constantly talked about the idea of free ports in the UK, which is basically designating a bunch of, uh, tell me if this sounds familiar, designating a bunch of areas in the UK, uh, namely port cities, probably in the north and like southwest as a revitalization strategy um and then saying you know here the rules will be a little bit different than they are for the rest of the uk maybe labor laws will be a little different um maybe trade will be a little bit different industries will get tax benefits corporations will get tax benefits i'm hitting my 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 jeopardy buzzer uh alex what is uh special economic zones Ding ding ding! Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, so it's I'll funny you mention special four hundred, please. It's funny you mentioned <laughs> special economic zones because, like, that is like I see the parallels, but in the sense that Brexit is, as we've said before, doing the shock doctrine to yourself. What it also is yeah. is it's returning. Like the British were one of the pioneers in like post-colonial offshore financing. There's a reason. I mean, you mentioned Freeport in the Bahamas, like. Tons of former, I mean, other other former uh, colonial powers had it too, but especially the British. Like, they just like invented tax havens, and now they're just going to yeah. become a tax haven too. Because what else are you supposed to do there? 
Well, that was the that was the like the big message of like Tory vision of Brexit Britain was giant Singapore uh, or giant Hong Kong was the kind of like oh no idea. Tory vision the new <laughs> fucking offshoot of Eurovision that we're gonna get now because of Brexit fuck off. It's just a bunch of, like, just inbred, you know, aristocrat weirdos just singing, you know, racist songs of yesteryear. Shoots like Singapore, big like Britain. (laughs) (laughs) The, um... And then, so that's a plan, and correctly, the, like, Tory think tanks correctly point out that, like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea, but, you know, that was technically legal under like eu rules that's why like poland yeah, look at poland yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um and then lastly the one of the other things they're trying to champion right now is this regional development fund which is like we're going to give money to like different regions of the uk that are underdeveloped so that they can you know have nicer trains or whatever but that's a part of the brexit deal that actually isn't well the tories can decide the branding on that and like do all the PR and stuff they want. That's actually a part of the Brexit deal because as a part of the level playing field, because the EU regional development fund won't be reaching the UK anymore. Most of that money goes to like Northern England, uh, Highlands of Scotland, things like that. They, uh, they demand in the deal that you basically pay for that yourself because the EU doesn't want to be sending all their like regional development money to like, I don't know, Transylvania, um, like, what? I don't know, the border Midlands region of Ireland, and then you guys not do the same, because we're spending all this money to make ourselves a bit better. You should have to do it too. So the Tories are trying to claim that this is their own idea, but it's not. It's something that the deal is forcing them to do. So that's um, that's the Tory vision of Brexit so far. And um, it's not great. Also... The deal doesn't eliminate paperwork for businesses at all. Like it's still a massive hassle. Uh, I think the estimates by the uh, Financial Times is that every business should expect an, an additional like eleven hours per week of paperwork to be done. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Job creation. And, uh, job creation, <laughs> right there. Yeah, just everyone just gets to like sort papers great in the new special economic zone of newcastle upon tyne so yeah um the other funny thing about brexit and this will be the last thing we can talk about brexit unless we want to talk about it more generally no i don't actually i i fair enough (laughs) (laughs) i'm just happy this Uh, shit's finally over but it also like I, i don't know we're also going into like year zero it feels like now at the same time yeah, it's going to be a generally interesting time because what is going to be repercussions of Brexit? What is going to be repercussions of like the Corona year? And will there be any sensible division between those two ideas? Like, I think the Tories can always just like blame coronavirus for what is a Brexit problem and vice versa. It's just going to be like a weird shitty kind of like discourse to be a part of um which is why i'm abstaining for the discourse i would rather focus on the really dumb thing that happened which is uh so <laughs> they basically signed this deal if i'm not mistaken christmas like they, they they got this done in time for christmas to give um you know to give us all you... the christmas gift that we wanted thank you boris johnson <laughs> thank you boris 
Uh, but, you know, they had to let Parliament sign off on it and the EU Parliament sign off on it, blah, 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 and time to implement, blah, blah, blah. However, uh, they did fuck up and realized on the 29th, uh, or sorry, the 30th of December, um, no, sorry, 29th, on the 29th of December, four days later, that they hadn't made any provisions for Gibraltar. Now, see, that's uh, just an illusion. You said it signed on Christmas. That's an illusion to the classic Christmas movie Home Alone, where the UK's on the plane <laughs> and they realize they forgot Gibraltar at home. Yeah, Gibraltar is the Macaulay Culkin of Europe, which is <laughs> it was once very it was once very attractive and cute and we all wanted it, and now it's like oof. Um Yeah, so uh Gibraltar very quickly got a deal sorted for it, which is Gibraltar is now a part of the Schengen area. And they weren't before, which I find that hilarious. Gibraltar is now in like a better pro-EU position than it was previously by being outside of the European Union. And for anyone who hasn't like, I've never been in Gibraltar, but I've been outside of Gibraltar. I've been in an area of Spain usually referred to as La Frontera. And it is a desolate industrial horrible wasteland of suburban developments and shit like that because like gibraltar basically has like gambling companies like online gambling companies and a bunch of like we're british pubs kind of things and then there's like a rock you can climb and there'll be monkeys on it that's that's the entirety of gibraltar and most of those businesses are completely run by an economy of people who actually do not live in Gibraltar. They live in Spain, um, just outside of Gibraltar and commute in. But you still had to go through like an entirety of a passport check and shit like that. And the queues in and out of Gibraltar were always nightmarish. Most even like British people who are like Gibraltese, whatever, citizens also lived in Spain because it was just fucking cheaper. And now it's a shrinking free movement area. Uh, uh, free movement area. So, so yeah, more Good. weird companies are just going to open up in Gibraltar in like the next you know few years and whatnot. That's sick. Mm. A lot of like, uh, if you ever get those like weird ads for like online slot machines, yeah. chances are that company's based in Gibraltar. Yeah, I'm just imagining that. Then, like, what if Gibraltar like become okay? So Gibraltar is now part of like the Schengen zone, but. Mm. You know, knowing that then that there's this weird little loophole as well, they just make it also a special economic zone. Woo! Free port. <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess that that's more or less Brexit then for us, right? Hopefully no, there's an important ever... question that we have to keep tabs on. Oh, uh, Kieran, no. what is the status of uh, everyone's favorite watch, uh, Irish Unification Watch? oh jesus um ireland has like been uh, the irish border has been relatively dealt with although there was like an increase uh police presence on the border just in case um so far at the moment everyone's not really thinking about it because northern ireland is a ridiculous hotbed for coronavirus at the moment so yeah, the the general sentiment amongst people in in the republic is like, oh, oh no, <laughs> no one's allowed to go to Northern Ireland for a bit. You will get Corona and die. So yeah, well, a classic link up between the Brexit and Corona, double whammy as as we discussed. Anyway, we we yes. will keep we will we'll keep checking in on this topic to see uh, uh, how how close we get to, to 
Yeah, well, exactly. They're one and the same. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the other thing I want to say, just because, you I know, like we, have, we could also, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go well, the, just, it's kind of a PSA. I know we have a little bit of a platform, which is, uh, I know the EU people are feeling kind of, you know, on their high horse right now, but you, the official flag of the EU has changed. You're supposed to wear the one without the one star from now on, and you have to follow proper <laughs> burial for the 12 star flag to always remember. A, remember the UK or also as a sign to anyone else who's thinking of leaving this perfect union. This is what we will do to you. We will take off your star. Yeah, the thing that's really funny, like, I just two last things. I'm so sick of fucking talking about Brexit. Um, I think it's really funny that then (laughs) that that um, the possibility then of another Scottish referendum is like once again on the table, potentially, which is uh, pretty funny. Um, And I mean, they're not really, like, I guess the question is, like, if they're even going to bother, like, acting upon it, because it is kind of a tall order with, you know, like you said, Corona and all this other shit going on and and Brexit. Um, But, yeah, I think that then that could potentially be something that we see, like, in the next few years, like, actually being triggered. And, um, uh, crap, I forgot the second one. (laughs) We have, like, a, we have a Northern Independence Party now as well. Northern England. That's disgusting. Uh, yeah, 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 they are. They are like actively socialist. Most of them seem to be like. Okay, that's cool then. <laughs> most of them seem to be like people who all left Labour because of uh, Keir Starmer being elected oh. as leader. Oh, I remember. I remember my second thing, and I think it's also the two kind of interesting how um, uh, 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 how much of a clusterfuck Brexit was. Like, because mm. Rob just saying in the sense of how, like, you know, if this could trigger, then other, uh, you know, other, like, I mean, jokingly, obviously, removing the star, but I do think it is a massive deterrent for any other nation to leave the European Union, especially, like, smaller oh, yeah. ones, you know, smaller economic uh, uh, powers in Europe. Like, I mean, we, we were, like, talking a few years ago about, like, a tal exit or, like, Grexit and whatnot, and mm. they would not have the opportunity to come and negotiate anything, you know? They would just have a deal just, like, written up to them by just, like, pretty much Germany being like, here, you have to agree to probably, like, the strongest, you know, weirdest, uh, uh, I don't know, Greece's would probably be just, like, you have to sell your country to Germany, probably, and just, like, some yeah. weird, you know like you know clusterfuck of 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 you know red tape or whatnot that then's being like you know what is it like like deregulation and whatnot but the first country that then's allowed to like awk like you know that's allowed to like bid on it's germany or some shit you know so i don't know i think it i think it'll be um yeah i think that that whole discussion too is just kind of out the window now at this point as well because that was a trend at the beginning after brexit of like who's gonna be next and yeah it's like, oh, probably no mm. one that is why Germany did yeah, Brexit, it, by the way, as a false flag to discourage other countries. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a coincidence that the royal family of the UK oh, is yeah. German. There you go. Yeah, right. How, how, how deep does this go? I think like the other thing... That's that why Harry left. Well, his mission was complete. Yeah. I think the other thing that happened, though, as well, which I find very interesting, and I think we've talked a, little, like, a good bit about, is the populist right of Europe has managed to like has managed to basically give up the idea of um like leaving the eu while still keeping both their like you know constituency and noam chomsky-esque real constituency happy like they they like national rally doesn't need it anymore uh la lega doesn't need to talk about that anymore because 
I think it's not so much they saw what happened to the UK, but they saw what happened to UKIP. Yeah. Like, they realize if they actually pursue this, they're then, once it's done, they're dead. Like, that's the part, the, the, the gravy train is over. So now they're just like, yeah, we'll stay in the EU and we'll turn it into, like, a more of a, like, confederal model or whatever the fuck, where Italy can do whatever the fuck it wants, but it's still in the EU and it still has the euro. I know, like, Salvini has held, like, every possible position you can hold on the euro yeah. like, in, the, in the matter yeah, of... Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure they'll flip back when it's, like, politically expedient. But that's the thing, like, yeah. on the one hand, you can say it is, I don't know, the, maybe they have some machinations of whatever, European greatness, and they're deciding whether it should be in the EU or outside the EU. But on the other, like, I think more salient is just the fact that, exactly what you said, Kieran. like, if they actually believed, like, if you were some French, I don't know, uh, great replacement, like, we have to leave the EU to do some great Frankish project, I don't know, then you would, like, sacrifice yourself in your political campaign, your political career, to do this goal, like, if it really mattered to you. Mm. You, would, you would go the UKIP, you would go the yeah. way of UKIP, but you would be successful. But all these people are just, uh, to use an overused word, grifters, in the sense that they don't want this career to end. They're just, they want to keep going around and around, what, you know, whatever, you know, greases the wheels, gets them paid. No one wants to, like, yeah. sacrifice themselves for some project. Even if, like, even if, like, a, like a project, like, uh, leaving the EU, like, just that purpose without anything else behind it, like, no one actually believes in that. At least no, like, mm. political leader. So, like, why would they sacrifice themselves for it? The, like, the the situation is that, like, basically all of these parties are the, repre- the political representation of, like, French, Italian, German, whatever, capitalists who are nervous about, like, European competition. Um, or, like, European regulation. Like, one of the biggest backers of Brexit Party was, like, uh, John Mills, who just, like, basically sells it was basically wish.com before like without a website it was just the wish.com aisle in like a supermarket it was all this dodgy shit and so it's like knockoff yeah, like, chibo then yeah basically hell yeah so like all that shit like I, I think they've kind of realized that no we can just kind of bend the eu into something that is a bit more like italian protectionist or like french protectionist and stuff like that where yeah, like they'll go the route that kind of like AFD went. I know AFD is in like a little separate position because they're at the like they're at the king's table or whatever because they're in Germany. But like they'll just do the thing of like, nah, fuck it, we won't send any money to uh, the other countries. Uh, but we're still in the EU. It's fine. Like it's yeah, they they found a way around this. Is is more my thinking. So I don't think there will be like any kind of other discussions of EU countries leaving. Pot like both because the UK was served as like a cautionary message, but possibly not in the way that like everyone's talking about it. You know, it's not about like the UK has been punished. It's about like the far right in the UK has been kind of punished to a certain extent. They just they don't have their cozy little uh, grift anymore. Yeah. Um, well, that's Brexit, I guess, for us. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I, like I said earlier, I'm glad that this is. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to we, pretend that I care in the long run. But, you know, <laughs> like it's at least I'm glad that it's over and that we really like can kind of. I mean, we didn't. We haven't talked about it all that much on the show anyway. No. no. But let's just move on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the biggest news probably of like 
since we last spoke, which was two weeks ago. Um, they're rolling out the COVID vaccines. Uh, if you're, Woo! you know, not Russian and you've already gotten yours, uh, p- possibly like the 70,000 people who've been vaccinated there, or you're not one of the 1 mm. million people in China who've already been vaccinated. Uh, Europe is, uh, you know, number one, you know, uh, uh, you know, first country to make the, the COVID vaccine according to themselves. And, um, it's a complete fucking failure, uh, particularly if you're the country of Germany who has had the problem of, the uh, I believe it's like the BioNTech vaccine that then has to be kept at like an ungodly cold temperature, and yeah, yeah, um, they fucked up like a bunch of like thousands of the first doses because they weren't so pretty much being ineffective, and also mm. like not enough people are being vaccinated in Germany compared to like the U.S. and the U.K. Um, yeah, I um, I'm really I'm really surprised that this hasn't gotten like more. Uh, kind of coverage as well too like outside of germany because i know i saw like i don't know like deutsche Welle post something about it or whatever um but yeah like it really is kind of it's it's, it's kind of funny to me that how just like stereotypically german it is that then like um like a german car that then has this like you know uh uh like re- reputation of being like reliable and this and that and that whatever it's like Anyone you you know who like owns like a Mercedes or a BMW, like a newer one, just just like continuously in the shop and <laughs> like doesn't actually function. It is is like maybe shittier than like a Peugeot. So yeah, yeah. I I I don't want to say that I take any like pleasure in this because obviously I wish that then we could get a vaccine that then everyone could just get and whatnot. But Germany really just once again kind of like dropping the ball. And it isn't even like it isn't obviously the fault of the people who made the vaccine, of course, but just like Germany just being managerially like just bad at this. And mm. yeah, and during an election year, too, like, mind you, like we are now officially in uh, oh, yeah. a general election time <laughs> for this country. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know when Germany's like election season properly starts, but like I know like two weeks before the election. Yeah, yeah, because the the polls always like change. It's like the polls are going one way, and then it's like now actually elections happen. Everyone just fucking changes their mind. Being like, oh no, no. When I said I wanted to vote for the Greens uh, in that poll, I was just you know, I was just in fantasy land. I'm actually voting CDU. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't get mad at me, uh, German pollster. Um, yeah, so it, it's it is interesting. Like, so I know for uh, the Oxford Astrix, AstraZeneca vaccine that it was basically purposely designed in or purposely made in a way of making vaccines that's less experimental and they kind of knew it, it was a safer route to go whereas the like uh, the uh pfizer one is the first like rna I'm, I'm not sure if i'm using this term right but it's like one of the it's it's groundbreaking and this is like a new method of making vaccines so that's why you have all these like weird add-ons of why it's a bit more expensive why you have to keep in refrigeration of like minus 70 and things like that so yeah the Oster- the oxford one i think was purposely designed for the idea of okay but how is like how are people in very rural uh like africa going to get these vaccines yeah they mean, there's thing. going to be a huge uh differential uh in terms of like who gets the vaccine when uh, i think you'll definitely see uh the us and europe having like relatively more like higher vaccination rates and opening up whatever that means faster than the rest of the world. I mean, I know there are different kinds of vaccines, but I think, um, 
Mexico got something like 50,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine, which is like, yeah. wow, thanks. <laughs> 50,000. 25,000 people. Don't, yeah. don't spend it all in one yeah. place. And I mean, so people pointed out, because I think Argentina, for example, got 300,000 of uh, the Russian vaccine. So there's definitely um, diplomatic arbitrage opportunities. But that's what it's going to be. There's no like systematic way to like roll this out across the world or do anything really. I don't know. In the same way that you don't care about Brexit, I don't care about any vaccine news or any coronavirus news. People just say whatever they want. Um, oh, Germany's doing a good oh, job. Yeah, no, oh, now no, Germany no. sucks. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care either way. <laughs> I never expect anyone to do anything well. Um, yeah, no, I def. It's like it definitely isn't so much the sense that I care about then what's happening. The thing that I just think is really interesting is the way that then the entire like discourse around this. I know that we're like giving up the discourse for twenty twenty one, but since this happened in twenty twenty, I feel that I should mention it. Um, is how there is very much this like like just from like a kind of like global politics sort of perspective of how like. Europe doesn't want to take the L in any way whatsoever of just how they've not dealt no. with coronavirus well in general. And so there, I just find it really Europe funny. always wins. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we invented the first vaccine. It's like, but you didn't. Oh, well, they invented like, winning. the Russian one. Yeah, but they did invent winning, you know? And it's like, yeah. it really is. We've just won funny, everything. Like, World War One, World War Two, <laughs> Cold War. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's just so funny in the sense of how, like, I mean, it's really impressive to see, like, I mean, one, I think that then it's what, what all this is going to do at the end of the day is going to um, accelerate China's um, position in the world. Just showing that then that regardless if you like the Chinese method or not, they produce results and they actually probably are going to benefit the world much more like the rest of the world uh, than, say, like the, you know, Western made vaccines that are like there is a class differential, obviously, simply put of who's going to get what, how they're going to get it, when they're going to get it. Where China's like, yeah, we're going to like, you know, just produce like a billion vaccines by the end of this year and just distribute Mm. them around the world like that's impressive regardless of like what your opinion is of the ccp or whatever i do think that that's a model that a lot of countries uh, particularly countries that don't feel any attachment anymore to the eu or to the united states due to their you know decreasing power globally um i think it'll definitely put a lot of things in the favor of china dominating the next probably i don't know what century uh in global politics so and I'm I'm curious to see what that world will look like. It doesn't mean that then like I think China's like socialist or not or whatever, but they do have a lot of really interesting programs. Their economy is incredibly interesting simply from just like a nerdy economics perspective. And mm. maybe it is I mean, like they don't have coronavirus right now. Like they're clearly doing something right. Yeah, so um this is for anyone out there who's looking for some recommended reading, I think uh Today or uh, this year, the beginning of this year is probably a good a good time to bone up on your uh, world systems theory, um, and like especially about the specific idea of the moving of a core, because the the world systems theory kind of dictates that the world has a core, a semi periphery, and a periphery, and uh, the core currently and probably since the end of World War Two for sure has been the United States, and. That is definitely moving now uh, to probably what you would call like a Pacific theater, because the other Pacific stuff theater. The Pacific theater. So other things that we didn't talk about uh, in last year, but did happen, is the the world's biggest free trade agreement being signed by like the Asian nations plus 
um asian for anyone who don't know is the association of southeast asian nations it's basically everything of south of china until you hit australia um but they've also signed that deal with um china south korea japan new zealand and australia so that's the kind of area that we're talking about all those countries have also handled with the exception of japan have also handled coronavirus a shit ton better than uh europe and the united states and yeah, that's just where all the, the shit's going to go from now on. Um, because at the same time, there was also like a... There was also a last... The 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 think tank, I can't remember, in London revised their numbers for when they expect China to overtake the US, shortening it by four years, thinking it's going to happen now in 2028 rather than 2032. Um, so... Yeah, this is this is this is the way it's this is the way it's going, lads. And yeah. uh, speaking yeah. of exactly would, than that, yeah. With, oh, oh hang on, Robert, no, yeah. I wanted, it would be so funny to see like um, those like you know right wing anti China hawks, whether it's in the US or EU, tweet about the China takeover, like uh, like eco socialists tweet about like the world is ending in eleven years. We have to do something. <laughs> we only have seven <laughs> years left until President Xi personally murders me. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much already exists. Look at, I mean, like, like, uh, I mean, in our case in Berlin, go to like Dusman, like in like the English bookstore thing, and look at how many stupid fucking books exist of like the Great Red Dragon or like some other sinophobic yeah. bullshit. I don't like like, and these books are like gobbled up by fucking idiots within the like you know political you know like the the uh, uh, like liberal elite class or whatever who just has to have this narrative exist because their jobs won't exist anymore if they don't have a boogeyman <laughs> of whoever it is. So it is funny because yeah. I, I, I do think there's there's more of like a liberal European like sinophilic even where they're just like uh, I would love to do business with China and it's definitely underwritten by like they have like they're like I just admire their dragon energy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, still, it's still racist. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like but it's not the same yeah. like fear of like wanting to cause the next world war they're like all right well you know i can work with this that's very american yeah that's that's a much different vibe america had like a similar approach to um japan in the 80s though yeah because like in the 80s everyone thought like japan was going to take over because the post-war miracle in japan was happening where they were like suddenly producing like all these cars and like gadgets and game systems and things like that it's the exact same thing as what china is now like you know japan was making um like knockoffs of everything into like like the six from the 50s into the 70s and then like now you see things like i mean electronics that then are you know some of the world leaders um cars yeah everything under the the sun yeah it's the same big brain thing of just like, oh, we we made China make all the iPhones for us, and then we're surprised that they're able to come out with their own like phone company that uh, are sick, that, make- that are so fucking yeah. good. You know, I <laughs> genuinely like think. I mean, I I I know I joke on the show that I I you know thank Xi Jinping for my Huawei products, but they slap. Like, I'm very yeah. content with my my you know with my with my computer and my phone, and they're cheaper than an iPhone by like half the price. Oh, definitely. But like the the thing is, or like the thing that was always kind of like weirdly um, uh, weird about like the Japan, like the the that kind of like yellow panic in the in the eighties, uh, which is why if you ever look at like watch a cyberpunk 
movie or read a cyberpunk novel from that era including like blade runner they're all kind of like culturally japanese or there's like this like blade runner opens with harrison ford like eating ramen like even though yeah. he's like in the mm-hmm. middle of the united states yeah uh which is again a, a thing you can do now it's okay it didn't mean anything about japan's like economic dominance it's just a thing that you can get ramen in the states but like the there was also this like fascination and like worship of it as well like what rob's describing there there were these characters who would like there were these business leaders economic weeaboos yeah there were business leaders (laughs) who were literally wearing kimonos at their fucking like product management job oh yeah yeah yeah. and shit in the 80s they they just thought that wearing a kimono would suddenly make them better at business like i can think like a japanese person um the issue that like with all of that and why maybe china is more credible as something that's going to economically dominate the world is japan was still like a third of the population of the u.s like yeah, I, I don't understand how anyone thought. Also, it was also a lot of it was based on the fact that Japan has access to all this cheap Chinese labor, yeah. and now the world just has access to the cheap Chinese labor, and now the Chinese labor is no longer cheap, and they're making their own shit. Like, uh, I don't know, but um, I think the other side of this as well, and what we're probably going to get into now is Europe doesn't really care. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, some Europeans do. And they're wrong. Some Europeans do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is something that happened um, when Joe Biden got elected. Um, a lot of people in the UK... The one man standing that. against the madness. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, listen here, Jack. Um, yeah, Joe Biden actually, a lot slayed of, like, the dragon. Uh, a lot, like, I mean, not to get like too stereotypical, but a lot of like um, Chinese tech bros will take Jack as their English name because of Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba. Who is like like, being, uh, uh, who's, uh, what is it? Had like new investigations open up against him of like illegal banking practices. Yeah. Yeah. China's so weird. It really like, it's so funny because it obviously comes into the sense of like how much the CCP likes you. Like you could be one of the richest men on the (laughs) planet, as long as you play by the rules and it's just so like yeah. then they'll just like have these like random yeah just like purges of like billionaires and be like see yeah we're actually like socialists and it's like but our like new richest man in the in you know asia is now like a water bottle king you know like bottled water <laughs> king it's like yeah that's evil that's fucking evil yeah, like, yeah. i'm wondering like when this like the jeff bezos of china is just gonna like pop up well, that's Jack Ma. That's like that already. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. But like, just that then, like having like three times the wealth of Jack Ma, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But the um, so yeah, just like, with that in mind, it, it is really funny to imagine Joe Biden saying, "Listen, Jack." But when Joe Biden was elected in the United States, people in the UK kind of correctly pointed out that a lot of Boris's Brexit plan was like hinging on Trump being reelected because. Trump was likely to give him a more favorable deal and Joe Biden kind of favors the idea of the UK being in the EU a bit more. Uh, At least that's his stated position. I frankly don't think he cares all that much, but uh, I don't know. The the thing with that though was that it kind of was a very British-centric view of like Atlanticism versus Europeanism. It's kind of these two foreign policy thoughts within the UK. Do we lean more towards the US or do we lean more towards like Berlin and Europe and like try and make the EU into this player on its own stage grand thing that we 
an active participant in or do we just kowtow to like American policy like we've done since the end of World War II? And the problem with that diagnosis is it didn't really take into account what Europe wanted to do. And Germany, I think, dictates a good bit of what Europe wants to do. And it seems like Atlanticism in Germany is on a downward trend. They definitely have their like holdouts of people who are like, we have to work with the US. We must. But I think the kind of like, I don't know, Neue Ostpolitik of like working with China, like we don't really care all that much. I I really don't see Germany as like a, a grand body politic caring that China is now going to replace the US. They're just kind of like, all right, another person to deal with. We'll just deal with them the same way we dealt with the US. It's fine. Like, I, I don't think they give a shit. I, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, no, they do. Well, I, I guess it, all right, it, it, it depends, right? Because the reality of it is, is that then in the sense of if you are someone who is, you know, um, not stupid um, mm. and you are looking at them the sense of that you have a, you know, potential. I, I think if you don't count the EU as its own economic body it china's the second largest economy in the world um mm. probably going to be the first biggest economy by you know the end of the decade or whatever um yeah. if not quicker um yeah like obviously you make uh uh you know these very in-depth investment and trade deals with china like china also has i like a lot of people don't know this for whatever reason but they also have like a bunch of organizations that are like kind of um like uh, uh, you know, going against that of like the, the the WTO and the IMF and whatnot, and the thing that's very interesting is that a lot of European countries are a member of these these you know alternative organizations. It isn't that then like yeah. Europe is already kind of like Germany, especially hopped on a long time ago, being like, yeah, sure, we'll try this out, see how it goes, because they obviously see the importance of what China is as an economic power. Um, the dumbest thing though that then I think I saw was just the criticisms coming from a lot of like you know holier than thou Europeans on the like mm. human rights issue in China. And like regardless of what your opinion of it is, is that just like I mean, I I tweeted about this earlier in the week of just that then like there's literally an archipelago of concentration camps in Europe right now. And I don't like yeah. I mean like just 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 shut the fuck up. Like you don't like it's just optics for you. It just comes into this end of the day that then you want to like, you know, toot your horn about the, you know, uh 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 the Uyghur population in what is it, Xinjiang, or I can't pronounce Yeah, Xinjiang. Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah, like, I get that that's, you know, a thing, um, but at the end of the day, like, also, like, look at what, like, China then ending up on, like, the, on the human, I think it was, like, on the Human Rights Council earlier this year, just opened up a case against the United States for, like, decades of human rights violations. Like, <laughs> just, like... Stop! Like I, I, it really bugs me of this. Like, like you live in this like realpolitik sort of world because you're like a good lib, but then also then are like like just doing this pretend facade of like, see, China has concentration camps. It's like, like, yeah, okay, like whatever your opinion of it, it uh, of of that is, good, fine, and dandy. But you're also a liberal, which then would mean that then like that shouldn't impede you from then making these agreements with China because what are you going to fucking do sanction China like mm. what also like sanctions are far like one of the most evil fucking things that you can do as we can see that then like the countries that then are sanctioned 
in the world currently by the West, you know? Like, I guarantee you that then the, like, life in Cuba would be a thousand times better if they weren't sanctioned by their fucking neighbor, you know? Like, this, like, and I'm interested, this is why I said I think I'm, like, I'm really interested in seeing how China is going to work in the future, because I think at the end of the day, they just kind of, like, don't care about the, like, internal politics of a country, which is, like, good and bad in its own, but at least there isn't, like, this, like, fake bullshit that liberalism has of, like, well, we can do genocide, we can lock, you know, people up pretty much out of just, like, racial reasons whatsoever, but when you lock up, you know, your Muslim population, that's where it's not okay, you know? So, I'm just so sick of this. I, it, it really, like, I, I, I don't get how that discussion came up during, like, an investment agreement, you know? It just is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like, even if you were that kind of, like, lib, then there's stuff within this agreement that should make you supposedly happy. Like, one of the, like, sticking points of the EU was the, like, no, um, how do they phrase it? It wasn't forced labor, but they were, like, there was an agreement that was, like, you can't have, like, unpaid, like, imprisoned labor. Yeah, tell that to the fucking as, entire, like, you know, Italian agricultural market, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, like... I mean, uh, these are we're talking about liberals who will just like believe what the document says. Yeah, no, no, so, of course. Uh, yeah, again, they're uh, just I, dumb. Like it, it's it's the, it's the xenophobic thing of just like we can't trust the Chinese because they're inherently untrustworthy, um, rather than making any other good like description of I don't know materialist conditions that will cause the Chinese government to continue using unpaid labor, um, dr- res- like despite what the fucking document says. Anyway, it's 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 a it's a it's a weird set, but yes, uh, you you correctly pointed out that like EU Germany as well, which is kind of like very big center of the EU, has not had problems with like the growing rise of China, and I also kind of fail to see how it would really concern apart from some like you know um, rhetoric and stuff like that, which I'm sure we'll get into. It doesn't really concern the majority of Europeans who were playing second fiddle too, like because yeah. this is what this is what we're talking about. We're like, so it's either we go the way of which way we, Western man? It is like it is which way Western <laughs> man? Do we want to be do we want to be newly picked up by the new power in the world and be their best friends? Because China would happily take us because China still has a huge manufacturing base, even if they do like continue to ascend. And they want the, like, high-income countries to buy from. That's why they're cozying up to Japan and South Korea as well. Um, Despite, like, other contradictions that would make them not want to cozy up to South Korea because they still kind of keep North Korea as a pet. Like, yeah, it's this weird situation. It's like why people complain. It's like, I don't like the Japanese Communist Party because they, like, they have this line against the Chinese Communist Party. It's like, well, the Chinese Communist Party is spending all their money, like, cozying up to, like like shinzo abe they're like opposition so why would they give a shit about like that's the thing is that the chinese like again like the chinese communist party being this like this you know uh like yeah a governing like the single pretty much single governing body of the country like um i think that one we just don't understand like as you know um you know, being the way that then that we consume media about China, we don't understand that there are like a lot of contradictions within the Chinese Communist Party itself. That there is like a wide variety of political, um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, ideologies 
and whatnot. It's the biggest big tent party you could possibly yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the fact of, like, you know, Xi Jinping is from the right wing of the Chinese Communist Party. Like, he just is. Mm. Like, simply put, you can't, like, and I find it really funny when I see, like, um, you know, Westerners on Twitter being like, damn, like, you know, actually legitimately thinking that he's sick and, like, actually thinking he's, like, you know, um, I don't want to say he ideal ideologically isn't a communist because he absolutely he is like of course but it's just like you know endorsing his view of communism is quite weird mm-hmm. to me because it is quite right wing it is quite reactionary and yeah. yeah but uh yeah that's so like Europe has already I think kind of moved in the direction of we'd rather be second fiddle and benefit from the new world power rather than becoming like a new eastern europe when like uh tying our like tying our bandwagon to this clearly like power in in like descent and uh hope that we don't end up like like eastern europe did after the fall of the soviet union yeah of just kind of like completely ravaged by global capital yeah and can the the u.s send in the tanks to keep them <laughs> under their umbrella i don't think so they can't do anything <laughs> no no absolutely no like uh, um, I, I think we've i think uh, a lot of people who focus more on the states have correctly pointed out that like uh i think it was chapo who pointed out that like everything that happened with venezuela in the last four years would have gone off without a hitch if this was like the early 90s like the uh, attempt at coup, like coups in Bolivia in Venezuela, would have happened a lot more smoothly if this was the nineties or eighties, and yeah. somewhat symbolically, also like this week, the last American English-speaking radio station in Germany closed down. Like, oh man, you hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Well, it's a great age for us to be English-speaking podcasters. Where the where else the fuck are you gonna go? <laughs> But uh, well, I mean, also we're probably cooler as well. Like we have better politics yes. probably than him as well. Kieran, you summed it up perfectly because in the past, like, like yeah, why do people on Twitter like say like Daddy Xi Jinping? I, I can't, you know, I serve you because in the past, <laughs> uh, the what winning meant was capitalism, and now winning means socialism. Doesn't matter what else it means; it just you know you're winning. So that's great. It's red now. There are more you know flags what? as. as- yeah, you know, socialism with Chinese characteristics, you're going to get so tired of winning. It's, yeah, which... <laughs> More like socialism with winning characteristics. That's what I'm talking Hell about. Yeah, well, what's the difference? What the fuck's the difference? <laughs> uh, Hopefully that second one is less racist, because I'm totally imagining, like, I don't know, it's 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 the year 2030, and, like, a bunch of European capitalists are like, yeah, socialism with Chinese characteristics. Uh, yeah, let's let's do this. And it's just like... It's just everything's the same, but they just dress racistly now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever, like, the equivalent of, like, wearing kimonos would be in, like, 2034. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They all all just start dressing in, like, like, Mao, like, you know, uh, uh, suits and whatnot. And they're just like, damn, like, I feel feel king. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't trust trust, uh, Europe's elite to correctly interpret whatever that means, socialism with Chinese characteristics. Well, that's been, like, enough, like, you know, meat and potatoes for, you know, 
uh, this episode. It's, you know, we're mm. going into the new year, kind of wonking it out a little bit. I'm sorry, but I have a treat for 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 both of you know you guys, and uh, you guys already already have seen it. But for for our listeners, you know, you put up with with some you know some real you know nitty gritty trade deals, Brexit coronavirus um how about mafia social media influencers <laughs> just to lighten yes. up the mood um yes this the initial article itself isn't like all that funny but it actually is uh, so the ft uh, ft had an article this morning that i came across of um titled uh, so this is on the 2nd of january uh the mafia mm. turns to social turns social media influencer to reinforce its brand and yes you know, long story short, the mafia has been, you know, experimenting with, um, fake, you know, mafia bosses kind of, you know, posting pretty much just like, you know, yeah, like, you know, uh, just motivational bullshit. Like, uh, this quote here of when, you know, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Vin, uh, Vincenzo Tor, uh, Torcasio. So he's a boss clan of, of the Calabrian, you know, mm. one of the Calabrian mafias, uh, uh, uh families. And, uh, posted, you know, back in like, you know, 2017, just photos of himself, like with just a shit ton of money around him with just like captions, like when this is involved, you can't trust anyone. So that, like, nice. <laughs> that's an old <laughs> Sicilian <laughs> message. Yeah. Just typical, yeah. you know, like what you would expect from dumb guy, you know, uh, uh, also like I imagine people who like live in New York and New Jersey thinking this is the coolest shit ever. Um, because it is, you know, someone like them uh, flexing yeah. like this. But the thing that maybe is like the funniest thing that then, you know, we've really like reached uh, like that the mafia really is kind of, you know, uh, 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 changing their uh, uh, their look and whatnot is that there's now like a weird subgenre of like mafia rap that is really yes. bad. <laughs> no, how could this be bad? Yeah. Um, so it's like a, there's a very short profile. Um, this is more just for our listeners to just kind of like look at themselves and and just kind of you know dip their toes in into this. So there's a rapper named named Glock Twenty One who nice. um, has maybe like six or seven videos on YouTube of just it's really standard trap you know visuals it looks like any um um rob showed us earlier like uh at some time i don't think the episode ever came out but of um what was what, what what's that italian rapper's name rob who the italian rapper who had like the he co- did the coronavirus. coronavirus rap yeah he also i think did swag oh yeah bello bello figo Oh, Bella Fig- oh, Figo, yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful son, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did talk about him. That yeah. So Bella Figo by far is a better rapper, has better visuals and everything. Glock Twenty One is just like, if you'd imagine an Italian man getting a hold of like a camera, you know, attractive women, his dad's cars, and yep. his friends. Uh, these are atrocious videos. Um, they also like for him being a mafia rapper with that mafia money. Uh, they collectively have less than a million views. Yeah, they could have bought way way more views. It makes sense because my understanding of the mafia is you sit in rooms and have conversations and eat, and then you go move to another room and talk to more people. And then sometimes, like a murder or something bad will happen, or you will get killed. And so there's a lot of downtime, is is what I'm getting at. And so you might as well try to be productive. Downtime between the murders. They're already talking, sitting around with your friends. You know, you might as well at least rap a bit. Yeah. yeah. What what if we turned these dude dude, what if this conversation we're having right now was a rap? Just it, like you know, what what 
It is, if you think yeah. about it. One of them, one of the, one of our, uh, one of our, one of our people in the sitting around the table suddenly was just like everything he was saying rhymed, and we were like, "Damn, damn." <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, exactly that. Like, like the thing that's the best thing about this article is that um, uh, these mafia bosses that they interviewed literally cannot say anything other than just like dumb guy shit. So here's like, so the mm. last three little blurbs are really funny to me. So I'll, um. These are people like us. They live in the same world as us, he said. I'm, I don't remember mm. who he's talked. doesn't matter who. Uh, Mr. Varze, uh, Vareza, I guess, is who this person uh, he's is. He's expert, uh, expert of organized crime at Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are part of the same culture we live in, and most of the time they only reveal information on social media about themselves that is not criminal and can't be used in court. With all young social media users, however, there is a risk of ill-advised posts coming back to haunt them in later life. Once you start using social media, it can be used against you, Mr. Varza says. Who it's among like us? Who posts a, like, <laughs> it's like someone who posts a picture of themselves at a party when they're 18 and it causes them problems when they're 30. And then uh, the, the mob boss then has this, like, just... Uh, <laughs> the best so hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, is the strategy going forward to cancel the mafia? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, and then here's the final quote from this uh, Mr. Tor- Mr. Tor- Mr. Torcasio. Um, yeah. If the past comes back to find you, uh, find you, try and avoid it. Yeah. Uh, he wrote on his Facebook. <laughs> what wrote his Facebook profile? There is no room for those who have turned their backs on you. Like <laughs> shit. Shit. They only Dude. could exist like exactly in yeah like like Robson is like having downtime you know chilling with your dudes and having friends but the yeah. only thing is that you just can't talk like a normal person. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have to like you have to have this brand where it's like dumb guy euphemisms basically or dumb guy sayings basically. You like everything you t- everything you tweet, everything you post on Instagram has to sound somewhat profound until you think about it for more than two seconds, and it's just like. You've just slightly retooled a basic ass phrase. Yeah, exactly. Like, but you're just like the, you can kill someone, so they're not going to fucking question you on it. If the if the past comes back to find you, you try and avoid it. Like the past is some sort of like giant purple Jim Henson creation <laughs> waiting around the corner for you to avoid. Uh, yeah. What if the mafia mafia but Muppets? <laughs> there is a show about that. Uh, it was on Netflix. It wasn't very good, but. Um, yeah, this is uh, this rules. I love this. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I could have met, like the only thing that would maybe make it better, is if the mafia just uh, uh, contacted uh, my favorite Italian, uh, Big Time Tommy, and mm. do his like motivational quote of the day because it's actually like more insightful than this bullshit because it's just a, like yeah, like don't like it's still dumb. It's like don't listen to the haters, be a good person. This and that. And that. I mean, yeah, just. Nick, could you please actually just say that last quote in Big Time Tommy's voice? <laughs> It'll work. Hey, yo, it it's Big work. Time Tommy here speaking for the Calabrian Mafia family. <laughs> Remember, the thought of the day is don't listen to the haters. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> Keep it old school, baby. OS for life. Yeah, I mean, there. What? That's 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 yeah. it right there. And some like Mafia boss, because it's like in English, it's like, damn, like, that's sick. That's like really gonna attract the youth. To the yeah, and then I just get my rapping nephew on, and then we're we're good to go. Yeah. Um. So I, one of my favorite things about the 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 song that you linked me by uh, Glock Bente Uno. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Glock Bente Uno. 
is uh which the song is called number one but you've clearly said you're 20 whatever um it's produced by someone called beatcoin which yep that's just what i imagine an italian speaking english saying bitcoin sounds like beatcoin um (laughs) fucking hell i love this i love the i love yeah i need this in my life it's just the thing that's just so funny to me is that there's always like this like i mean because like this like people who see the sopranos it's like the part where they go to italy and like they're like the real mafia like they take it like much more serious and whatnot but the reality of it is it's just still like it's still just dumb guy culture at the end of the day just italian so like maybe it's like slightly dumber and like cheesier and whatnot um the only thing that then obviously is very much more at play is the amount of political power that they hold but yeah yeah it's um yeah so I, I i don't know i i i thought that that would be a fun little uh yeah so uh so check out uh yeah uh, uh glock bento glock 21 yeah <laughs> and uh what else it's, it's still it's it's very like wyatt coke like uh shirts <laughs> kind of thing because it's like yeah this is funny like this guy's like done this but like he's still a part of like a very influential political family <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I don't doubt his uh, quote-unquote street cred. So, mm. yeah. AJ Soprano writing bars on his computer. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's a, that's like a bit I've been trying to think in my head for months now. Is like, what if AJ Soprano, like, like the Sopranos happen now, and like AJ has like TikTok and is becoming a SoundCloud rapper and whatnot. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah. you know, I'll, I'm not gonna give a little preview. He would, he would love to do the the TikToks where it's like get your dad to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Tony Soprano just like in therapy, ta- like lamenting that his son is like an e boy now. <laughs> Anthony Junior won't stop with the fucking TikToks. <laughs> oh God, damn it! Yes. Um, My son is not becoming an e-boy. <laughs> when, when will you stop being an e-boy and start being an e-man? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of um, social media influencers uh, and oh, where they pass- yeah, oh, the best for last, absolute kings. Yeah. Last little bit of dessert is... Well, this uh, is more my speed. This is my mafia, if you will. <laughs> this, is, this is the Rob mafia. Um, yeah, so I really love that it's still like freedom35.de. So if anyone's on their phone, they can go to that address. And I guarantee you, freedom35.de is not going to lead to what you think it's going to lead to. Because that that's quite the URL. Um, no, this, this, uh, yeah, freedom this 35 sounds like a, sounds like a group, like the SA was trying to take over the Nazi party again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it also has got a little bit of like, a I don't know what it's got like a, a nineties British band kind of a vibe to it as well. Like I think you're giving band. like a little bit too much credit there. <laughs> like at least. freedom, no th- freedom 35 is definitely the name of like, a uh, uh, um, E seventeen style or step style oh, band. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
um, they'd have like one number one hit and then be like very quickly forgotten. About. Eiffel sixty five is Italian for freedom thirty five. You think? <laughs> oh, wait, yes. Wait, okay. There you go. All right. Someone has to introduce what this actually is. So it is a. Um, well, all it says is that it's a startup flat, whatever that means, which basically just mm. seems like this is the most like elaborate roommate finding website you've ever seen. Oh, the, um, oh I cannot stress it off. I, I said this in chat and Yulia agreed with me because we needed we needed the woman's perspective. This whole thing feels incredibly thirsty. I don't know exactly how, but it feels very thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Uh, well, shout out, <laughs> <laughs> shout out, first of all, James Jackson on Twitter, who uh, he, mm. he, he, he shared their video, which went viral, which is like, what, a two-minute video of them, their pitch that you can yep. come uh, live with them and do yep. things like talk about uh, cryptocurrency and talk about, uh, oh, they love their Myers-Briggs test. Um, well, that's, they, that's, they talk that's about the entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's the thing that's the absolute most ins- insane thing about this is that, yeah, like, it's all the tropes of bullshit startup things. The thing that's just even funnier is that these guys are, like, woefully uncool, but that their entire thing uses uh, 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 psychometrics. So they have these, like, parties and whatever where they just, like, pretty much, like, crunch your data, like, of your brain and try to, like, see if you guys get along or whatever, you know? And it sounds cool to me. There's a SciTech dinner party. You fill out a survey. Yep. Um, I'm going to do it. Yep. And I'll okay. let you guys know how it goes. All right. We should also so say I, that I this is a not far from my apartment and only about a 20-minute walk from where the PPI uh, office is that we discussed with Josh a couple episodes back. Um, the neoliberal think tank. I think yeah, this yeah. is all connected. <laughs> Rob always comes in with this is all connected. Yeah, this is this is like uh, the Operation Gladio of startups and yeah. neoliberal grifting and whatnot. So I, I guess I can I can also describe one little thing which I don't think we've mentioned. I think we we kind of thought it was a given because it's a startup flat, but this is a co living space as well as like just a bunch. Okay, so. Have you ever finally a squad I can get into? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, this yeah this is this is the other thing I was thinking. This is like the weird, like Yuli FTP equivalent of a of a squat. This is what they think a squat is or should be. Um, this is a squat that fills into their politics. But the it is a co living space where not only are you in the co living space, uh, like a horrible new creation uh, or rebranding of like a thing that Engels got sad about. Um, yeah, we don't like making angles sad on this show. We don't like making angles, but it is like it, it just reminds me of like this is the modern equivalent of when angles went to Manchester and saw the people living in the, like the poor houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're yeah, rich so, and you're a fucking tech bro. Yeah, but you're specifically you're not rich enough though because it's always like these yeah. co living spaces charge what should be a normal rent for you have to share a kitchen with like five other guys who are really into Bitcoin. Um, because the other side of this as well is it's merged the co-living space idea with where you also work. Because you're like one guy, scrappy guy, trying to get your startup off the ground for like, what if we put like, I don't know, what were some of your suggestions that you did on your your, your vision board wall, Nick? Oh, oh, Putting- yeah, I had, uh, I can read them off to you there. I, I was very proud of these. Um, one of them <laughs> may or may not be stolen from Kieran. We're not going to get into, <laughs> not going to get into that. 
Uh, so I had on my vision board. I hope that everyone at home also made a vision board. I have um, Lola Bunny, um, startup mm. question mark, yes, exclamation point. Um, <laughs> then this one does not in any way sound familiar to what another host on this show has suggested before, uh, a soup tap. But can you put the soup on the blockchain? Um, mm. So the tap you would have in your house, but access to it would obviously then be done through some fucking shady ass, you know, uh, uh you have to have like the whatever the equivalent of like the wallet is, and you would be paid in maybe soup. I don't know. Still working it out. Um, liquid <laughs> pizza, also blockchain, mm. and then uh, putting sex on the blockchain is also um, my uh, my yeah, final. Yeah. And the last one was obviously Bitcoin question mark because um, you know I'm smart. So, yeah. So like all of this kind of like combined in that one space. Uh, they also have house parties, which you can apply to go to the house parties. Which I really who's want ready for to. some I really who's want ready to. for some fucking gumshoe journalism. Oh, I'm, yeah, ar- I'm already wanna... filling out the form. <laughs> <laughs> All we have to do, like, so what really annoyed me about that video is the guy who explains things to you. I think his his name was Jan, um, who explains what this all was was wearing what I was wearing. I felt very seen and hers. He was just wearing like a black t-shirt tucked into like black jeans with a brown belt. I'm like, God damn it. All right, I guess I can blend in. I can be Diane Fossey and these and the, like these are my gorillas and the fucking startup <laughs> flat is my mist. Um, but yeah, so like, and I think Rob also kind of hinted at this, but all of this is like tied to really dodgy, possibly has their basis in eugenics psychometrics shit so like whenever someone's name came up on the video it would be like their name on the chiron and then underneath their fucking meyer briggs test score like entj or whatever the fuck entj i don't know how they correspond but i do know the meyer briggs test was deeply racist uh in its foundation i don't know if they've like did a patch update to make it not racist and not really eugenics-y sounding. Oh, I, just, I mean, we measure uh, your brain pan so that you can kind come of the live thing, in the bu- This is kind of the thing of like, just like, just don't leave Germans by themselves for too long because they just <laughs> revert to this bullshit nonstop. And they think it's like this, like the sickest shit ever. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a form of eugenics. You know, and uh, hmm. um, yeah, using eugenics or sorry, oh, psychometrics or the fuck it's called to then determine who's allowed to live with you or who come to your parties is like the easiest road to fascism. If that already isn't the like ideology that then that you like pretty much adhere to or you you're a, a like transhumanist or whatever the fuck these like weirdos always are that are just coded different versions of fascism, you know? Mm. So the whole thing is very scam like because like these are supposedly meant to be like tech savvy individuals and whatnot, but like most of them are a lot of people think that like startups are founded by like people who learn programming or whatever, but most often are not startups are founded by like the sons of very upper middle class people who think their idea is so good. Like they're all they're all usually business majors who are trying to shortcut their way into being the CEO of something um, because they can be CEO before they turn 30 or whatever. Hell yeah. Uh, and you can That's just a fucking t- can-do attitude that we as socialists and communists don't have. 
We, we lack that. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, on their website, that, that lobe of our brain. On their website, hosted by Jan, so you know it's real. They have a meetup. What is anarchy? An intellectual party. Which that that sounds great. I'm gonna go and talk about seasteading and blockchain and <laughs> no, democracy. They have a fucking seasteading thing. They here. love seasteading. Yeah. All right. Could I they also like, had a, a live call from the cruise from the. Hold on, let me get the let me get the phrasing correct. The crypto cruise ship, the MS Satoshi, <laughs> and it just sounds. No. I gotta say, I you know what I mean. I'm trying to be a neutral observer. I got one side telling me, uh, uh, "Oh, you're a fascist." I got the other side saying, "Hey, come hang out and play and play <laughs> games with us." And I gotta say, I'm gonna fill out the form, and you know, maybe they'll accept me. Yeah, I like. I, I see I how like it goes. The cruise ship thing of just like very much like reminiscent of just like yeah. What if like Scientology with Bitcoin? I really, really, really want to go to their anarchy dinner party and just start like going off about Kropotkin. <laughs> so have you read the Bread happened. Book? And they're like, oh no, they're all just like weirdo fucking objectivists or whatever, and they're just like, oh yeah, like I love Murray Rothbard or whatever the fuck. Or... I'd be really into uh, Nick if you went and just went full like Stalinist on them. Oh. like you're all just like sex obsessed, not working. You keep starting fires. <laughs> 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 You're ruining the Russian Revolution. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm uh, again. Yes, I would absolutely do that. So I'm looking at the video one more time, just kind of a quick over. And there's like mm. things that then um, uh, either I've noticed or have been pointed out to me by you know friends. And we also watched this on the on the Trash Future um, uh, uh, stream a few oh, nights you ago. Did? God yeah, damn, I yeah, that. you missed it. You know, it's not my fault that I decided that you know you decided to kill an entire bottle of you know what was it like uh, ice cream, cookie dough rum, cookie dough rum. <laughs> yeah. So yes, the first thing is that they have their logo like written at the top. So it says Freedom Thirty Five, but for some reason, in weird German fashion, it looks like like the um, the font that's over the gas chambers, <laughs> like every concentration camp. Sick. Well, it's, you know that's. They just they just like the font. Yeah, it's a complete like, coincidence. <laughs> they're always like, I just love writing everything in block le- black letter. Oh, they're just like they're meal prepping as well. Yeah, like, and the throwing like just like tossing everything's getting thrown everything. in this apartment. Yeah. studying Max Cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, and they're just like yeah, like the post-it notes everywhere. Yeah, throwing like the, the the highway signs also like like California one like the the the, P, uh, the <laughs> PCH. Well, that is the saddest thing. I mean, you mentioned the Yulies, but like I think it's sadder than that because the Yulies at least they're more like the equivalent of like nerds who are like, whoa, I'm a political nerd in in uh, in Germany. Like like they're gonna climb the ranks, you know? Like yeah, I, I don't know if they line up politically, no but politics. but they're whether they acknowledge it or not, their idol is like. Um, I've been in the U.S. too long. I blanked on his name. The dorky kid um, in the CDU. Oh, uh, Philip Amtor. Yeah, exactly. Amtor. Yeah, I almost okay. said Amin Lashat, yeah. the other guy. Yeah, uh, Philip Amtor. And these guys are more like... My, I, I mean, I, our, our I was born... Future I, was a, I was a German boy. I was born in the wrong country. They're like the YouTube commenters. <laughs> they wish that they could go to Silicon Valley. And some of them do. Yeah. And then they're like... I, I'm going to invent the next great app. They talk about like the next big thing the same way that people talk about like, oh, Legsit's the next big thing. And it's like, really? Is it mm. the next big thing? Or are you just looking for something to pass the time? Yeah, I love the, <laughs> I love the like multiple paintings of Louis Armstrong in their house. 
<laughs> got, yeah. got, there was a sale, you know, and you had to buy in bulk. <laughs> well, that's like Louis Armstrong is the the ultimate like. I care Yo, no about joke. Like, cultural history. No fucking joke. This dude literally just has blockchain written on a whiteboard with a fucking with question, a question mark. mark. <laughs> yes. It's so good. I it's so see fucking good. democracy on blockchain. I, that's a terrible. <laughs> I can't do the voice. <clears throat> so oh, going God. back to the whole, like, these people aren't probably She's very tech blue. savvy people, is that their website relies on, like, the free Google Forms thing to fill out. Like, if you want to go to the Freedom 35 dinner party, um, which, are these, like, actual in-person things? Are you trying to do in-person events right now? Because that's not kosher. Um, But, like, that's all being done via fucking Google Forms, which is, like, if you were a tech person, you'd be able to bang out, like, a form on your website in, like, five minutes. They're the ideas guys, Kieran. That's not That's not. Yeah, exactly. They think they're the ideas guys. They, they're, they can't make things. A lot of these people just have to be saying blockchain, not really knowing that, like, blockchain is, like, kind of dead yeah. in the startup scene Blockchain. Now. Like, swag. Blockchain. Swag. Swag. Like, blockchain. In, inside into Kieran's life, I'm familiar with like startups to a certain extent because uh, my uh, you know career has been a, a, a cursed travesty. But the um, like, if you're a startup that includes blockchain on your like you know your pitch to angels investors and stuff like that, there was a point before like 2019 or so where that would get you money. But then New Year's 2019. Like every like all the blockchain stuff collapsed, and now it's like considered poison. If your startup pitch has blockchain written on, like it's you saying blockchain to a bunch of people who don't like, as someone who doesn't understand blockchain, to a bunch of people who don't understand blockchain. My but girl like, all on the, the inv- blockchain swag. All the investors know that that's like fucking poison now, and they're not going to invest in that. So, and getting back to the thirst thing, yeah. The second question in any of these forums is like, what is your gender? And this isn't this isn't this isn't a like woke list. It's like male, female. I guess they have another option. There's I think it's just because Google automatically gives you the other option. It's possibly that, but they're looking for they're looking for women to come. Yeah. And, um, uh, best thing also yeah. too. Sorry, I'm going. You know, going looking at the uh, the the video one more time. Above mm. his room, above I think our boy's name is Jan. Is it not? Or I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Um, he does have haters gonna hate. See yeah. you at six thirty. I don't know what that means. Um, over his bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> where he does all his works. Yeah. All right. So, hobbies, interests, and passions. I have to fill that out. What would you be doing in fifteen years if everything goes perfectly according to plan? Leading the cultural uh, revolution. Seasteading. Seasteading. <laughs> 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 he answered all these questions. Seasteading. <laughs> Uh, what, who is your road model, Seasteaders? I'm just curious. Um, do they have like, because like, do you know about like the the, the so it's like Scientology has that boat that like goes. I don't know if it still goes around the world, but they have like the Scientology cruise ship, and they had yeah. like a jazz band on board that would like release a shit ton of music. Like, do they have something mm. like that? Like, can I offer up my services of like I will play bass in the Seasteading cruise ship band that then is going to release these like blockchain albums or whatever. Like, yeah, can you come along and be like, I'm going to make the first blockchain in-house label for, for Freedom 35? That would go so horribly wrong. <laughs> I know, but like, they would accept that pitch. Oh, God. Imagine selling a record label as being like, yeah, it's on the blockchain. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's why what I'm gonna write them. That's what I'm gonna write them. Holy shit. I'm filling yeah. out the form and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the first ever blockchain record label. Why do you want to come to this party? Uh, I want to discuss seasteading with like-minded people. <laughs> I was just going to put because it'd be funny. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Uh, that's, that's good, Rob. Seriously, some gumshoe journalism needs to happen at this fucking party. Uh, honestly, though, I really get the feeling that we need like an Instagram model to go on our behalf. Because like, I get the impression from all these guys that anyone of that kind of like caliber or that forward or confident in their own looks would just get accepted instantly by these people. The whole thing feels very thirsty. Yeah. Um, well, if you are an Instagram model and you do listen to our show, uh, we are just kind of like, you know, yelling out into the darkness, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, let us know. And, uh, we will uh, 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 hook you up with a quarter spatey wire so you can go to this party. <laughs> what we want you to do is to go and report back on what it was like. We'd also like to hope that we're not sending you to your death in some capacity. Yeah. Which is why we need to have a wire so that we can monitor not, you know, uh, them, but your safety. Do you believe in free will? Yes, no. Oh not sure. God. This is like the this is like the Justin Bieber contract that he makes everyone sign before he goes to a party that then like um anything that happens that like it's like a, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas sort of clause that he has that yeah. then everyone who goes to a Justin Bieber event has to sign so that then he can't be liable for anything. I uh I really like the idea that like I'm really hoping at the end when I fill out this form it will tell me um which person in Startup House I am, like which character from Startup House I am. <laughs> You're such a Yan, like, uh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, uh, there, there is only Yan. The thing that then <laughs> also, like, just on one last note about these guys is that this whole video of them really, like, the kind of vibe that it gives me is the, like, Derek Zoolander Center for kids who can't read good and want to learn to do other stuff good, too. <laughs> thing it's so not well made and it like it seems like a parody (laughs) within itself that it can only like i can only watch it as like oh hey do you want to be a startup boy like you know like there is no (laughs) other way of looking at this but they think that they're like actually you know that they think they're actually cool and that that is the tragedy here isn't it yeah it is really yeah like it is it is uh uh yeah this is is a really good parody if you knew you were doing a parody it is the Derek zoolander center for kids who can't read good it is that but it's a startup now god damn it this is what they've taken from us that would have been like you know back in the 90s uh you know post post uh like end of history type of thing these things would have been funded by like one eccentric model with a shit ton of money but now it's all just like angel finance like overly financialized I was about angels and airwaves i'm like oh no it's, it's angels and airwaves yeah fuck it um <laughs> that that does lead me to the question of like where the fuck is this money coming from like how have they managed to like buy Unless they're not like the hap, like are they the hapt meter? Is this like is there a landlord involved in this? I bet that it's that like one of their dads owns the place and they're probably like like renting it. I mean like because it ha- like I think it is a sense that then um, maybe it's that they came into this apartment through someone in their family. I mean it's not yeah. it's a nice apartment. Don't get me wrong, but it isn't like it could have been something that then was just like. I mean they like that, that one of them has to have you know be wealthy and. One like this Yan dude obviously gives off like the vibe of like you know 
probably wealthy background, just a dumb dude who can just like you know never fuck up in his life because he'll always have yeah. a safety net. So it has to be some thing like that, like someone mm. in in the in the apartment, either like their parents own it or it's like part of you know, like their grandparents owned it, you know, like. <laughs> Now that now that Rob, like now that you pointed out the like so many paintings of Louis Armstrong, I can't stop seeing. It's, yeah. it's like a fun game. I'm the music the, guys. So who do you like? Yeah. It's just Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Louis Armstrong is the like ultimate like I'm into music yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's not really into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, at God. least like get into like John Coltrane. Like at least have you know be a little bit more experimental. Fucking nerd. I I. Oh, God, this sucks so much. I hate this. Uh, yeah. But we have we have to get in. We have to go. <laughs> yeah, I think Rob might be ahead of us on this. Yeah, I'm gonna, we have to go. We're going to try I've a been, variety been... of tactics and, and see what works. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's just a Google form. There's no fucking security. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too, is that they also, like, don't give a shit about, like, data security shit, which is, like, such fucking scumbag... Yeah. Uh, 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 like they even say in their videos, like, "Oh, your your data? Well, you know, fuck it, whatever. We don't care." It's like, "Oh, okay. Like you guys are are psychos, you know." Well, that is that is like sicko mode German liberal. Yeah, it's just like oh, the same as that, every other German liberal. Yeah, Datenschutz. Like... Yeah, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do I dare say thick it? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That you're right. That that is absolutely a German going sicko mode. Is just like not caring about their Datenschutz. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, fucking like like Jürgen, like 38 years old, like horrible receding hairline, but just doesn't give a doesn't give a shit about his Datenschutz. Yeah, that's it. Yep. I just i I don't even like. I I use the same password for everything. Going mad, sicko German mode. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, well... Uh, Password I, for everything is seasteading. <laughs> uh, I, I, if there isn't anything else, then, um, yeah, I guess, I you know, welcome to it. 2021. Welcome to year zero. Welcome to the good year. Yeah. Everything's going to be good Everything's going to be good. There is going to be no, you know, repercussions of 2020 that bleed over into nope. this year at all. Uh, Germany will not go back to the Schwarze Null as fast as it possibly can. Uh, mm-hmm. Living our best lives. And, uh, yeah, if you guys got nothing else to say or shout out or whatever, then, yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys then next week. Take care. Ciao, ciao. On to the next one. <laughs>